Hey everyone, and welcome out to episode 60 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. It's not Halloween yet, so you know what that means. It's still October. And yes, this episode's gonna be a day late because I was sick. Woohoo! But thankfully, this episode is, uh, gonna be still in a timely manner, and I get to talk about one of my favorite film franchises. Because rather than going to genres and going into specific like actors and this and that i wanted to do an episode about one of my favorite franchises which i think while it gets a lot of love and appreciation they could be seen as campy but i love the final destination franchise mainly from the fact that every time a new movie came out i was like oh you guys know some of my phobias because you're just fueling the phobias and making them worse for me you know and i'm gonna go into each all, all five of the films I'm going to actually, like, not go over everything that happens and, like, break down the films play by play, but I'm going to talk about some of the deaths, the main premonition sequence, so to speak, because there's certain ones where I'm just like, I already have a phobia of various things. It's almost like for a while there, they knew, and I was like, oh, great, this just reaffirms I don't like planes or highway or this or bridge, like, so I was just like, man, you guys know, these, I feel like most of these movies were like a personal attack on me and my phobias and my irrational fears as some people will label them because so you know there there are irrational fears and there are phobias like i don't have a phobia of flying i don't have a phobia of highways or bridges or tanning salon like stuff like that you can say they're kind of like an irrational fear where leading up to any situation especially traveling this and that i go through what i like to call the mark the mark the manic mark stage uh where the anxiety is just cranked up to the max i just like lose my shit internally to the point where i'm just like this is not good this is gonna go bad i don't want to do this oh, i don't need to travel i could just stay home uh who cares about a comic-con uh, my family doesn't need to see me and like so it has been more so since i moved across the country from all my family and friends so it's like forms of travel i'm just like mm, i don't know maybe if it's like a situation where I have no other choice but to travel, I was like, oh, this is optional. So I can, I can just, you know, stay cozy in my apartment and not have to subject myself to the anxiety episodes that will ultimately take over my whole entire emotions and make me a wreck until I am safely at my destination. No pun intended. For those of you who don't know, we're gonna, uh, before I get into like the franchise, obviously it is October. It's my favorite time of the year, Halloween. Not just cause Halloween, like, I like dressing up in the sun. No, I like horror. And this is when, you know, more TV shows and streaming services and channels and movies and whatnot come out for horror, even though anyone who knows me personally or listens to the podcast frequently knows I live and breathe the horror genre 365 it is my favorite film genre it's one of my favorite video game genres comic books not so much uh from actual books like reading like novels and short stories i love horror you know edgar Allan poe hb lovecraft stephen king the list goes on and on so yeah that's just you know my little disclaimer before we dive into everything about final destination me being the age that I am, uh, full disclosure, I am 34. I am old. Don't let this young 
young boy voice fool you or my complexion when I do post selfies online. I am a lot older than I look. I actually shaved my beard because of the amount of gray hair I had because it was aging me a bit. So Final Destination, there's five films in the the whole series, the franchise, so to speak. And so the first one came out in 2000. So that was when I was 14. I didn't get to see this movie in theaters. I actually had to, um, I don't think I saw it until it was like rental, like, you know, going to movie gallery or a blockbuster. I think this was like the start for me. This is actually what started the subtle seed planted that some things I had like an irrational fear of were getting worse. The premise of this one is, you know, it's a group of high school students. They're going on a senior trip to uh, Paris. So they're in New York, they're at the airport, you know, all this, you know, they're on the plane now doing their check and the premonition kicks in for Alex where he has the premonition like while they're in midair, the plane starts to explode. He saw everyone, you know, this, you know, the order in which everyone died and how very, you know, graphic and explosions and fire and burning bodies, whatnot. And then, you know, he wakes up and he's sitting there, you know, drenched in sweat and a panic in his seat. So he had a whole premonition of it. And, you know, then he has a panic, fights with another student, and, you know, they're taken off the plane with his girlfriend, his friend, one of the teachers, and a few other students. And then they do the funeral, this and that. You know, they had the FBI doing, like, suspicious towards them. But it was, like, after a month or so, there was a memorial service, and then all of a sudden, like, Tony Todd, who, legend, horror legend, mind you, like, this... Man, this is like one of the things that really, you know, got me really excited because I remember Night of the Living Dead, Candyman, The Crow, Wishmaster. Like, so it's like he's started having like that, you know, kind of like, you know, when you think of like Savini with his makeup effects and creature design. Tony Todd is in that category of like a figure in the community of this genre. And he plays the coroner slash funeral person and then you know we start this chain of events and now i'm not gonna go over all of them like i said so a few of them like one of my like it's a weird irrational fear because it's happened twice to me i hate the idea of actually slipping in the shower because i've done it before and i've actually messed up my shoulder i've messed up my ankle you know one of the friends accidentally well i'm gonna say accidentally a lot because they looked like accidents but obviously death as this looming shadow would always start like this domino rally-esque chain of events that would lead to the death so one of the friends actually hung himself in the shower because he slipped the current went around his neck shampoo and soap slipped on the floor so his feet were slipping the whole time and boom you know there's a lot you know there's so many they finally, you know, you get the whole death's plan is like laid in place. So this set the ground rules for like the whole entire franchise death's plan. Because if you survive these the premonition, so to speak, and you get out of that situation, you you still need to, you know, death has has a design. You have to die, and usually it's in the order that you died in the actual original premonition. I'm trying to think of. There's some other ones. There was explosion, I believe. No, 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 that's not the one yet. It, there's just a lot. There's, you know, a car hitting the, a train hitting a car. It was just like, the first one was cool because it was unheard of. It was one of those films, like, it captured me. Like, I was just like, man, that was so cool. And it was also one of those ones where it's like, you kind of had that reprieve where, like, you know, the main character's girlfriend and the person who we fought with, who's now his friend, they actually make it to Paris. 
But then, you know, he had another premonition and then it kind of ended with, you know, you seeing them dying. The girlfriend survives. And that was really cool. I like it was something you didn't see because it's kind of like almost gave you the happy ending. But then it still got you at the end with like one final death. And they were very elaborate. That's the one thing I appreciated about it. Even going back, I just rewatched them recently. Um, I liked how elaborate the chain of events were. I thought it was done very well. And that's kind of like what it was like. I compare it to like Saw and the fact that like Saw, yes, there's a good a, a good story to it. But you're not watching the Saw films for like this deep detective trying to save everyone who's the serial killer type of thing because you're you're ignored away jigsaw who he is and everything else and his motivations you watch it for the traps they need to escape and how they tie in the people because after the first one was just one person but later on when they had multiple people in traps at a time tying them on together and then how they tied back to jigsaw was really cool but mainly the the traps are what you cared about final destination i actually like the story because i didn't i thought like you know until I got, I finished the second film, I just assumed, oh, it's the, because it took place a year later, it's the anniversary of the flight, 180, I was like, oh, cool, you know, it's a year later, and that's, that's interesting, but then when they tied it in, like, oh, I was supposed to, thanks to that plane exploding, I got brought in, and, you know, so, and it caused me not to go on that flight, and it's like, oh, wow, like, how these people were alive because of what happened in the first film, but the second one, so the first one had planes. I hate flying. Anyone who knows me knows I hate planes. I have the worst anxiety and phobia. Even while I'm in the airport, looking at the planes, sitting down on the planes during takeoff. While it's flying, I'm not as bad. But then landing and just getting out, like I hate, I hate confined spaces. I hate being in situations where I don't have control. Like you have no control when you're on a plane. I can't go up to the pilot and be like, hey, you know, I feel like, your plane can go a little faster. We can get to the destination. Can I take over for you? And like, we'll just put it in another gear, go a little bit faster. I feel like we're not making good time. It's like, no, you're stuck there in your chair unless you have to go to the bathroom. You're basically confined in a can flying in the air. And you basically are stuck there until you land and you are safely in an airport and on the, your Uber to your destination. So I hate flying. Another one I hate, and it's less of like, a phobia or a fear is more or less because of i've been in a few car accidents growing up and highways just freak me out because i've seen accidents i've seen cars get flipped i don't think people understand on a highway there's so little room for error when you're driving and other people are driving that you know and it's never about me driving or my lady's driving being poor driving it's the other people like you see all these reckless people that are always in a hurry i just hate highways I go on them. It's not bad. It's not nearly bad as flying, obviously, but I just hate highways. So having a highway scene in Final Destination 2, I was like, oh, great. Two movies back to back. You guys are reading my dream journal about things I hate. So, of course, you know, the the, the highway scene was just that, like, the, the explosion on the airplane was so, like, isolated and condensed when you think about it, because, you know, they're all right there, this, that, but the highway really interlocking like you had the truck that swerved with the logs on it the logs are hitting one car the car spun out the logs went side like it was a lot of interlocking parts and i was just like this is good like i loved that like setup in the how the the, the execution of it like i just was like i said i rewatched these recently and wow it was very intricate and even rewatching them now and it's been 
what, 17, 17 years since it came out. It aged so well. And the way everything was done, like special effects, this, I was like, oh, wow, this actually, like, you know, a lot of movies, especially now in 2020, you look back at a lot of movies from the early 2000s and mid, you know, 2000s, like, some of them didn't age well for horror. But these ones did. And the highway scene was just, ugh. I was like, that was just, and it was gruesome too. Like, I was like, man, they stepped it up. Cause you have to with these, with a franchise like Final Destination, you can't be lazy. You have to like step up and go above what you did last time. And they definitely went above the premonition scene, which is what I'm going to start calling it. Like, cause I was like, man, that is, mm-hmm. and of course we got to Todd again and i was like yeah and but luckily this one didn't have um a lot of things that i was like "Ooh, i hate the way that looked i did hate the elevator scene i've like i i feel like more it's like i hate confined spaces because i don't like elevators either i really hate getting elevators um fun fact when i moved out to san diego one of my first jobs um I was doing IT work, and my office was on the third floor. It was fine. We are right by uh, Petco Park. At my balcony, I got to watch baseball games, even though I don't like baseball. But then when we went to a new office location, we were on, like, the 23rd or 24th floor, and they had the rapid elevators. So one elevator was all the even numbers, and one another elevator was all the odd numbers. And let me tell you, that was the worst elevator <laughs> ride. And having to go and do that elevator twice a day, five days a week, it killed my soul. And I think I just hate, I think I have a claustrophobia like, issue. Like, I think I'm claustrophobic, honestly. But it's weird because, like, I could go into small spaces. Like, I've grown up on a farm. I've had to go underneath a porch. I've had to go in a small crawlspace of some attics and this and that. No problem. I think... It's just anytime there's any sort of motor or electronics in a confined space, I feel like there's too much room for error, and I don't want to do it. So, yeah, the the between the highway and the elevator, I was like, no, thank you. I don't really want to uh, deal with that. It's because out of all the other ones in this one, it's like, well, with the drowning and everything else like that didn't really bother me. Like, I don't have phobia for drowning. I can swim. And the barbecue blowing up. It was also another one where it's like with the with connecting everything together to like the first film. Like, you know, how everything would have uh from the first film with everyone who technically survived and then started dying, their die like them dying actually went through and caused those people to survive something that would have happened if they were where they were instead of going and like you know a student becoming a substitute and then you know now because of that they missed out on something else happening so it was like okay i see we have a good tie-in and that's the thing like they could have easily went the route of you know just numbering each movie they don't tie in together it's just you know a franchise with a number after that but the fact that they still kept them together was really cool now, going into Final Destination 3, <laughs> this one, this one is the one that I like, I, I, I like the least, but it has the most that I identify with that I hate, because I love amusement parks, but I hate roller coasters, and my biggest thing is either me falling out, 
or the roller coaster falling off the track. I the last time I actually went on a roller coaster was when Six Flags New England unveiled the Superman ride, and I went only because I got one out of Superman T-shirt. That's how much of a comic book nerd I am. I want my Superman T-shirt. Other than that, I don't do roller coasters. Nope, and I never will again. I I might if I ever do go to Disney and like Wizarding World if they got some stuff. I might like you know just because I'm you know I got to get over that fear eventually. But this is not an irrational fear. That is actually my biggest fear. Or flying, everything else is roller coasters. Because before I went on the Superman ride, the only other time I went on a roller coaster, I was on one of those rickety old ass ones at a place called Riverside, which ended up turning into Six Flags. And this roller coaster was all wooden and it was making noises. And I swear the bolts were falling off while I was on it. And I was like, nope, never doing that again. Not gonna, not gonna do that. So, you know, there's. That one was just, uh, I hated that. And then, you know, there's other stuff from, like, you know, machines and workout machines and all that. Like, there, it was it was all right. So, yeah. Now, and then the only opinion there's like, okay, I, man, I'm starting to realize how many things I don't like. I feel like they should reboot that, like, like, fear of everything and just have me cast it in it. Because later on towards the end of the film, they go to a tricentennial fair and there's fireworks. And propane canister. I don't know why I hate fireworks and propane canisters so much. I think it's because I've seen one blow up very close to me before. And fireworks, as a kid, I just hated loud noises. And fireworks, uh, my family used to run some fairs and this and that. And they used to actually do fireworks. And I hate it so much. I just hate the loud noises. So I was like, oh, yeah, no. I just, uh, everything about the fireworks just got me. And then even then, they had that. You know, they, the one thing I noticed about all these is, like, you know, they have the whole, like, a few months later after, like, the the epilogue, and that's, like, everyone's all fine, and they're on a subway train, and then next thing you know, the subway train is crashing, and I'm like, I hate subway trains, too. I was like, why do these films, that's why I don't, these films, they read my dream journal, they know that I hate all these things, and I was like, now we're, you know, three films in, all right, now I'm at the time when this came out, because Foundation 3, I believe, came out in, I forgot what year, 2006, so now I'm 20 when this came out, so I'm still a young chicken, you know, I'm still a young kid, you know, college, and I'm just like, nope, you guys must be reading my blog, because you know I hate shit like that, and, you know, now, at the time, you know, we didn't, I didn't know how many more they're going to make, because at the time, I'm used to, like, trilogies, the only thing that had, like, an anthology was, like, you know, Halloween, and Friday the 13th, and Nightmare Before, Nightmare on Elm Street, so there wasn't really a lot of, like, franchises that went, like, too far outside, like, this is the time frame when trilogies were starting to be a thing, so, you know, I think three is it, and then, you know, we, we don't get anything for a while, you know, we go about, what? three four years and then we get the final destination and this is the one that like honestly for me was smooth because i was like you know what? I don't have, none of this stuff is my rational fear so i was like oh finally they're you know they're gonna leave me alone <laughs> with these movies and not pick something else i have an irrational fear of and you know this one was the final destination was very elaborate mind you because this is the one with the, you know, this is nine years after Flight 180. Uh, and, you know, the Route 23 pileup is done, you know. 
and then you know all the devil's flight derailment and now it's at an auto race and i'm like okay and as someone who's uncle dad grandfather and that's not used to race race cars and i used to have to go and i've been to a lot of races as a kid i've seen okay no one wants anyone to get hurt but we all do kind of want to see like a wreck you know we don't want anyone to get hurt i would never wish any race car driver or anyone in a racing situation to get hurt but there's a certain level of like that spike in your own adrenaline when a crash is happening because i've seen them happen so often growing up watching it and i was like mm, i can get that that excitement and yes there's always that fear like a tire rolling out the snap but man that racetrack one was just so just mm. it was it was it was very detailed how they did it and i actually thought it was pretty neat um i will say that the story from this one was all right i think you know the front the certain like elements of it like the escalator scene with the escalator like breaking and dropping down um you know nail guns in the movie theater with the you know explosion about the hat like all that stuff was pretty interesting uh i feel like i actually it's been a while since i've seen actually the final destination that's the only one i haven't really watched recently um so i'm not 100 percent like remembering a lot of like how they tied that into the originals because you know how each one had a time like so final Destination two the characters that were on the highway that were supposed to die they had a connection to the deaths of part one and i believe part three also had their own little connections to it also whereas the final destination which at this time i assume was the final one obviously because they called it the final destination and there wasn't really anything that stood out to me like I, like some of the deaths were really cool like the guy who um there is this dude who gets dragged by his vehicle <laughs> like that was ridiculous or the at the salon when there the lawnmower like went over a rock and it like went right through her eye i remember that that was like pretty badass i think also this was the film that was in 3d in theaters i could be wrong um i'm not sure i know there was one that was supposed to be in 3d yeah this was the 3d one so uh, i actually had um the blu-ray that included like the pairs of 3d glasses and it was all right uh the 3d it wasn't like drastic 3d it was kind of like the the mer whenever something someone was getting impaled that was like the 3d element which i'm okay with and i don't remember off the top of it because i know there was alternate endings i never watched those because i don't always watch the special features and if i did i don't remember because it's been quite some time but i will like out of all of them the final destination is probably my least favorite of the franchises of the films in the franchise anyways then so that one was kind of like eh, it was all right but with um obviously we all got a pleasant surprise and it's funny how old these films are because they age so well because we just sat down and watched it maybe not even two weeks ago we watched final destination five and i just realized that's a nine-year-old movie and i'm like wow like that doesn't seem you know it was actually nine nine years like two months ago not even 
and uh you know it was just very i i like this one because i don't even i still don't remember if they um well no i do remember because it was you know they tied in the first one but i'll get into that towards the end but this one was another one where i'm like if this is the actual final final destination film because once they put a number back on it i was like oh we're probably gonna get a six or a seven like look at how many saws there have been look how often we've gotten halloween and friday 13th so i thought five was gonna you know bring back everything and that was i was wrong because i do believe there's now doing like a reboot of the franchise i believe so this one had a bridge now i the only reason why i hate bridges is because there's a bridge in rhode island and depending on the type of car you're in when you drive over this bridge it gets windy it's a long bridge and you feel like your car's gonna flip over i don't like bridges too because they collapse I've seen enough kaiju movies, alien movies, and just anything with robots or destruction of a city to know that you never want to be on a bridge. I'm just saying, that's it. If you don't want to be on a bridge, if you're on a bridge, you're it's you're in a horror situation, you're screwed. Look at Cloverfield. Oh, we got to cross the bridge. It's not. Monster comes up with his like, tentacle arm thing, and boom, smashes down. Everyone dies. So bridges are evil. Just saying. And this one... Right at the bat, I kind of had a weird feeling watching this because I just re- I actually rewatched this a lot sooner, like within the last 72 hours. So this movie is like fresher in my mind, so to speak. And I thought it was weird. Now I'm rewatching it and I don't remember like the ending ending. So I'm like sitting there and I'm like, if this is like you know, 2011, like why is everyone using like really old phones, like ridiculous flip phones and this and that? Like I thought something was up about that because I was like, there's not really that overly tech side of things and like you know the the bridge collapsing that was like probably my favorite because with every other situation it was when you're on the plane you know everyone's just dying because you couldn't go anywhere the highway that you transfer but you're still yeah the roller coaster you're on the roller coaster there's nothing really you can do you take out the seatbelt you fall and then with the race car one yeah you can kind of run from everything run from the explosion but honestly like when you see all the deaths they were more like people being frantic and poor structure code like for everyone's death but like with the highway one it's like you got to see the main character trying to help his friends trying to save his ex-girlfriend and that's that to cross the bridge safely while it's collapsing so it was kind of like the first time you got a premonition where this disaster's happening but at the same time you're actually seeing them trying to survive it which i was like that is really cool I appreciated that because it wasn't like, oh, you're just helpless while it happens type of situation. These were some of like, we were watching this, right? And these were some of like the most elaborate and kind of like cringe back as the death happens situations out of all five of the films. And also there was like a lot of like fake outs too. So like my favorite chain of events was the gym practice because they set up so many different ones. They had the screw on the balance beam which the Candace didn't step on. You had the uneven bars. You had the water on the ground near the fan. You had the screw on the fan that's up on the ceiling. Like, there were so many things. Like, I was like, okay, she's going to step on that screw and, like, fall and the fan's going to land on her. Did not happen. Oh, there's water right there. She's going to step on it, get electrocuted or surge out the fan, and then she's going to fall into it. 
didn't happen. So it was like fake outs. And I appreciated that because leading up to them, there weren't really any like fake outs of the death unless someone had a premonition of it and stopped it. Uh, so this was like the first time we got more like fake outs. Like, oh, you thought they were going to die? No, 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 no. Just, just kidding. Build up that anticipation, which I thought was just so good. The, the, the acupuncture session was, as well as one, it's kind of tough, like, same with, like, final, the, the final destination with, with the racist, with burning the cross and being dragged on fire. It's kind of tough to, like, feel bad when, like, the douchey characters get killed. So, like, in this one, there's, like, the womanizing douchey business co-worker who's on his phone, this and that, and he's going to the acupuncture session because one of the people who died had, like, a coupon for a free, like, massage session. And he's obviously on the phone talking to a girl, calls her a man that hangs up also a ship. But he's like, you know, trying to be like, oh, where's the, you know, we're going to make it extra special for me. That's like just being a, a douche completely. And so when he has his phone up, you know, and like the oil spills and like the massage oil, which is like flammable. So it's probably like rubbing alcohol based or ethyl alcohol based. And he has all the acupuncture. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. He can't move. So, and then you see the wobbly leg. So it's like a chain reaction of, okay, he's flips over, you know, or falls over because the thing breaks because, you know, his phone's vibrating and now everything's on fire. So now he's got all the acupuncture needles pressed into him. Then you think, oh no, he's going to catch on fire, this and that. And then I don't know where a Buddha statue on a shelf falls on his face and crushes. I was like, ooh. So they set up like these multiple sequences where any number of things could kill the person and then it's just out of nowhere something you didn't expect and i love that about it so and like the eye surgery one jumping out the like falling out of the window because that, that was just gross but like in a good way like i don't get grossed out by things so if you ever hear me say something's gross or creepy or that's not i'm saying from context of how it is it doesn't make me feel that way though because i'm just desensitized completely there's a lot of other ones it was all right but the one that i like the thing that really got me was that throughout the whole entire film the main character is ex or current girlfriend because they're who knows what they are he's always they kept subtly hinting paris like because he wanted to be a cook and he wanted to go learn in culinary school in paris so they kept bringing up paris and first time watching this never picked up on it but now that i was rewatching it you know like i said few days ago i was picking up on it because i knew the ending and i was like oh they keep bringing up paris a lot i was like i wonder and then thanks to the wonders of cinema the movie ends with the main character and his now girlfriend again on a plane to paris and then you see Devin sawa's character arguing and having their fight on the plane and then being removed with the teacher and everything else and you realize they're on flight 180 and then you know they get to hear the from a flight attendant that the kid had a vision of what happened and then they realized it it was too late and then them and everyone else you know boom then it was just like okay and i thought that was really really cool because it this was technically a prequel so final destiny 5 took place before one and i was like it was so smart because i was just like if, if you watch it a few times you start picking on the subtle nuances that pick up like i said they didn't have any new technology they were still using like the old school like or red like flip phones from the late 
90s early 2000 like 2000 time frame they were using those cell phones and then i was like oh i was like something like how are they not having any technology you know like and of course at the same time it was just like well because of that time frame i'm like was there laser eye surgery like i don't know like i wasn't gonna like poke holes in it and be like well i'm gonna go google was there eye sur- laser eye surgery in you know 2000 actually i'm gonna do that right now yeah, laser eye surgery. Yeah, so it was around back then. Okay, so that's not bad. Because I was just like, that would have took it out for me. But no, I just like how that tied in. And the franchise is so good. Like, I know this is one of the episodes where I don't want to go and deep dive in every single one. Like, the main thing was, like, I noticed after going into watching the most recent one again, I was like, man, they really picked a lot of stuff. I was, like, had an irrational fear of. And I was like, this would be really good to talk about on the show because one i like this franchise i actually like i'm a big fan i love the final destination uh tony todd's character uh even though he doesn't have a drastic amount of screen time he carries this franchise like he is the glue that kind of like keeps it functioning and working and i'm hoping because i know they're making more final destination films i believe it's going to be a reboot or not remakes but you know reboot because we already went over the difference between a reboot and a remake uh i'm really hoping he's attached to this because uh, it'd be so good but i mean i i might have to do it out with tony todd episode one of these days maybe next year's for halloween we'll do a tony todd deep dive into his illustrious career and why he is you know such a great actor not just in general but for really adding validity to horror franchises and films but yeah that's really for final destination like i you know what do you guys think you know uh you know if you can go on the facebook page hit me up on social media whatever you like just let me know like what you thought of the final destination franchise uh, it's sadly they're tough to find right now i believe final destination 5 you can stream on hbo max but the other four are unless you have the direct tv they're not on any streaming platforms i noticed and i was kind of upset because like i own them but like i was looking for them on <laughs> online because i was like it'd be so much easier to stream them than it is to take a disc out but it in and get up and like i could just sit there and veg out and watch them all you know but yeah such a great franchise yeah, I, I I love it. I'm I'm I kind of missed because it it's been you know like I said nine years since we had a film and it doesn't realize you know next year will be a decade without since we've had a new Final Destination, and it's also the twentieth anniversary of the first film this this year. I think last month or August was like the twentieth anniversary. It's like such an iconic film franchise that I feel like not a lot of people talk about because it's the out of sight out of mind type of thing. Like and. They, I think they were so well done and so good that no one is was clamoring or requesting a reboot or a remake of the franchise because they were that good. Whereas a lot of horror films, when they age after a certain amount and they don't age well, people want reboots or remakes and this and that. Like especially looking at the Halloween franchise, you know, they did hypothetically for all intents and purposes, the Halloween 2018 film is a direct sequel to Halloween 2. So H2O and all the other ones never happened and i'm just like okay that you know makes sense to me i i I get that so it's like that's why they did a time jump like because you know the quality did 
go down in the, in a lot of horror franchises. This one, Final Destination, was always consistent. Yes, there's if if you go off of like what people think of what you like instead of like the caring about reviewers and metacritics and rotten tomatoes and you just go in and enjoy a film that's all that matters and i will i will say final destination one of my favorite horror franchises and i think there that always isn't one of my favorites i think it's one of the best and that's my opinion but you got to really appreciate the intricacies especially going back now and rewatching them like they had to put a lot of thought, not just in how they execute it on camera to have these chain reaction events, but like from the storyboard idea and putting it down in the script on how to have all these interlocking parts and still have it make sense, but not throw it in their face to hold their your hand to know everything that's going on. There's a lot of foreshadowing in these films, like and. It was just so good. Like I would like to talk about all the foreshadowing, but it's one of those things where you need the visual representation. So I may make a YouTube video, but I'm sure there's already tons and tons on them anyways. But I might make one just because I want to go through and, you know, rewatch all those scenes again and again. But that's really it for the Final Destination franchise and my irrational fears and phobias. Thank you guys for listening. You know, 60 episodes is a lot when you think about it. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine because I did a guest spot on a couple podcasts. Speaking of, I am on, remember Chris? You know, my old editor from uh, Those Gaming Nerds who now has the half-gen half podcast. Dude, he started his podcast, season two of his podcast, just started up again. It's awesome. And go check that out. I am actually on the latest episode that just went live this week. And... Uh, yeah, so I'll put the link in the description. Go check it out. It's actually a really good listen. Um, had a lot of fun. We had our banter back and forth in our comments when we kind of got in on how it's not necessary to actually buy a next-gen console. And it was also nice to do a podcast that's like not horror. Like I love horror, don't get me wrong, but I've been missing getting to talk about my video games and my, my, my comic books that I've been picking up. So... Next week, we're going back to a normal structure for the for the podcast, comic books, video games, topics of the week. I have a surprise for everyone on Halloween. So if you're listening on this today, on Saturday, there's going to be a... Make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcasting platform because I have a surprise for you guys on Saturday. There will be a special episode dropping and it's a lot of fun. I'm happy with how it came out. So make sure you're subscribed so you can, you know, do all that. If you want to find where the podcast is available for you, you can just go to anchor.fm slash A-N-N-M pod. Or the link's going to be in the description. Or you can just search under Name Mark Podcast. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, it's under Name Mark or Facebook.com slash under Name Mark. I have all the links there. Make it a lot easier for you. You can, so it's on what? Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Heart Radio, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher. Basically, if you can listen to a podcast there, it's it's it, you you'll find it. And thank you guys for checking it out. Uh, make sure on Apple Podcasts you leave me a nice five star review, maybe a little comments, you know, while you're at it. You know, it always helps the 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 cause and the algorithm. And like I said, thank you for listening to episode sixty. Of a nerd named Mark podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm a nerd. Hey.